What is up, friends? Coach Meg here with the Balance by Science podcast, where I teach you how to build a healthy and balanced lifestyle while still enjoying the process along the way. I am so excited to connect with you and to help you find Balance by Science. So without further ado, here is the Balance by Science podcast. What is up? Coach Meg here. Here's a life update for you. It is so hot in Texas. It is 102 degrees in Texas right now. And I am questioning my thought process behind going to Denver and then Texas when I probably should have done that the other way around. But anyways, didn't want to shut off the air conditioning um, just to like you know, remove the white noise from the background in my little cabin. Um, didn't didn't see the need to make the dogs suffer as well. So I'm currently sitting in my Jeep in a park parking lot. Um, we will see how long I can go without my phone overheating or also just, you know, myself. So if you see me dripping beads of sweat on Instagram later, just just mind your business and appreciate the podcast and the effort that went into creating it. But let's talk about calories in versus calories out. A lot of people will, you know, come to me and they'll ask, hey Meg, like I am eating less calories than my total daily energy expenditure. Why am I not losing fat? There are multiple reasons this could be happening. Um, You could also be lifting weights and you're not gaining muscle, but you're eating more calories than you're burning. Or you are gaining and losing the same 10 pounds. You could be plateauing at 1,200 calories and not losing weight, kind of like the first option I mentioned. Or maybe you're eating clean and you're working out and you're wondering why you don't look toned. So let's talk about all of that. The very first place to start understanding this is going to be your basal metabolic rate and your total daily energy expenditure and how this all works in relation to that, right? So we're going to really pound the nutrition information today. So bear in mind too that your training should reflect these changes. We don't always have to use calorie counting Um, as well, especially if you have obsessive tendencies. There are for sure other ways to read your goals, but it definitely helps to know the science behind what you're doing. And for simplicity and science today, we're talking about calories. So your basal metabolic rate is the amount of energy your body uses just doing basic functions to survive. So in 24 hours of rest, the amount of calories you need for digestion, for breathing, for circulation, all that fun stuff, right? Functional functional, um, functional functions of your body. (laughs) It's really important that you don't go below this number though, because even just sitting burns about 75 calories an hour. So even at the bottom of a fat loss or a diet phase, you want to have a good, you know, two to 300 calories above that. Most likely you can find your BMR by using an equation I have included in my free fat loss guide. Shameless plug. I will put the link to download that in the show notes below. That really pulls me into just crash dieting though, which is a super low calorie diet in in an attempt for just really fast weight loss, right? If your calories are anywhere near your BMR, that's a huge red flag. Like we never want our organs to be suffering for the sake of losing fat, right? There are better ways than this. And 
your organs aren't going to be the only thing suffering. Like your, your, your brain's going to be struggling too. Well, I guess technically your brain's an organ, but you're going to be struggling mentally as well because those are going to be crazy low calories and that's just not necessary. So dieting is a super stressful phase in your body for your body and it's going to influence your stress levels, inflammation, digestion, recovery, energy, so much more, right? So even if you're not going to use calorie counting in your program, I would take a step back at the beginning and assess approximately how many calories you'll be eating per day. So whether you're using little containers or cutting out carbs or anything like that, I ask well, first of all, I just really would rather you not do that, but at least, at least count, like keep track of how many calories this has you at and make sure it's not too low. The number two thing you're going to want to estimate is your total daily energy expenditure. So this is an estimate on the total calories that you burn daily by just combining your calories burnt through your BMR and your average physical activity. So tapping your foot, waving your hand, walking, workouts, all of that stuff. You can also find this equation in my guide. So if you haven't downloaded that yet, shameless plug number two, make sure you do that now as to fully understand the rest of this episode on how your metabolism works. So now that we have your total daily energy expenditure, we're going to figure out which nutrition phase you need to be in first for your goals. If you don't recognize the term nutrition phasing, you probably just don't know the specific names for phases, or maybe you consider um, a fat loss phase as something you need to stay in year round. But newsflash, the calories that you are losing weight at should not be the calories that you are sticking to long term. So fat loss phase is extremely overglorified just because you see so much physical progress in the before and after pictures. And I'll get into that later, but it's really just not all it's cracked up to be. Um, I, I do want to say, though, that you'll want to listen to my macros versus calories podcast just to understand how many of your calories in each of these phases should be coming from proteins, carbs, fats, all of that stuff. But there are actually four nutritional phases. We have maintenance, we have bulk, um, cut, and reverse diet. So let's start with maintenance. This is where your total daily energy expenditure estimation is going to come in really handy because it's about or around the amount of calories that you can eat every day and still maintain your current weight. So while I do recommend being in a slight calorie surplus if you've been lifting for a while and you're looking to build muscle, you can lose fat and build muscle at the same time here if you have enough fat to lose. I've had several clients who are just great examples of this. Your body is so smart. It is so, so smart, you guys. And it uses any extra energy toward muscle repair and building because those little micro tears you put in your muscles when you lift, um, rebuilding those, rebuilding your muscles bigger and stronger. So some massive body composition changes can happen in a maintenance phase. It's not to be underestimated, but most people really, really, really need to start in maintenance or working their way up to maintenance via reverse diet because that's where your body gets to like truly chill out. So the next phase we have is a bulking phase. You, if you have a toned look, you're trying to achieve, right? If you're if you're trying to be toned, then 
a bulking phase might be helpful for you um as well as like if you're just trying to build some muscle right it's typically a two to three hundred increase in calories from your total daily energy expenditure now done right with good gym programming this is going to come with minimal fat gain Again, though, your body is smart and will use those excess calories for muscle. So once you've adapted to those calories and you're not seeing much muscle gain anymore, that is probably your new total daily energy expenditure or maintenance calories. You can also go into a fat loss phase from this as well. Now, just because you're going into a bulking phase and putting on some muscle does not mean you're going to be bulky. Muscle does not equal bulk. You don't like wake up one day and look accidentally bulky, right? And if you do find yourself like, hey, I think I'm as big as I want to be right now, you can just cut your calories back down. Like it's not, we're, we're overcomplicating it, right? Finally, let's talk about a cut phase or a phallus phase. Now, as I mentioned previously, this one is extremely overglorified because people have seen some massive progress and it's awesome, right? But we have to consider some factors. First, you want to make sure that your calorie deficit is a maximum of 30% below your total daily energy expenditure. But I'm also going to give kind of just a disclaimer that your total daily energy expenditure probably, um, or your deficit should probably not be that steep. The only, the only time I see that is if your total daily energy expenditure is like way higher than 2000 calories. And if you have a good, like 50 plus pounds to lose, typically I have clients in about a 10 to 25% deficit. So I'm going to estimate that the average total daily energy expenditure is my female of my female clients is about I'm going to say around 2,000, um, kind of like I mentioned earlier. So if you're female, it's most likely that you would start that deficit around 1,700, which is about 15%, right? Again, though, that's not something you just want to jump into without knowing your total daily energy expenditure and estimating that beginning with 15%. As I mentioned um, earlier as well, you want to bear in mind your BMR and make sure that we're not coming dangerously close to that. Um, last, let's chat about my favorite phase, the reverse diet. So a reverse diet is a slow increase of calories when you're coming out of a cut. If you frequently skip breakfast and have a small lunch and you don't tend to overeat in the evenings, you may need a reverse diet phase. This is typically an increase of 100 calories or so per day, um, for example, going from 1,500 to 1,600, you're going to hold that for about a week, and then you're going to increase to 1,700 the next week. I have also had a lot of people lose inches during the reverse diet phase, so a lot of times I'll just have them hold off on raising their calories until their body has adjusted to that, right? We're going to take advantage of this. Similar to a bulk, though, if you have an intelligently programmed programmed. I can't speak, programmed gym plan, you're going to build some muscle in this phase, which is incredible. So all that being said, now you kind of understand the science behind what works. Um, and just because a program, you know, you know that just because a program looks good or because others have seen great success with it 
does not mean you can jump on and expect that to sustain you for life, right? You've learned it's more complicated than that, um, but it's also way simpler than that because you're going to enjoy your life so much more. So again, if you haven't yet, go download my free guide in the notes below. Um, or if you have any questions and you just want to get to know me a little more personally, you know I love chatting with you in the DMs, so you can always reach out to me on Instagram. Thanks, guys. I am getting super sweaty by this point, so I'm going to let you go and maybe go tape, take a dip in the pool, but hope you have a fabulous rest of your week, and I will talk to you next week. Friend, thanks for joining me on the Balance by Science podcast. Be sure to click the little plus sign in the upper right corner to be notified when new episodes come out, or if you're on Spotify, click the follow button and bell in the upper left. Because I love creating personal connections, you can also find me on Instagram by my username in the show notes below. Remember friends, make today the beginning of the tomorrow you're wishing for.